Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. Uh, you are joining myself and Dwayne. Hello, Dwayne. Hello, myself. It's been a long old time since you're on here, isn't it? It's been a very long time. I've really enjoyed not being in front of a camera. I think last time was Pentecost and your testimony, I think. Right. Gosh, yeah, and then that was a long time ago. Yeah, so it's a, it's about it's about time, as uh, our friend Lizzo would say. I don't know, Lizzo, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's uh, for the youths who tune in. Oh, good. Well, youths, I hope you enjoy today's talk, today's podcast, today's discussion. There aren't Question any, and answers. There aren't any youths, mate. No youths, no <laughs> youths watch this. Right, well, maybe we can change that. Um, <laughs> So having led Dwayne astray already, uh, we are going into what Dwayne had left over from his sermon yesterday. Again, carrying on the Romans 8 series. If you haven't heard that, um, I'm very sorry because there was a mishap. In, I was about to say, go listen to it. Yeah. But you can't. There <laughs> was a mishap in the recording. Um, so Dwayne, I will just quickly ask you to give a little summary just so those who may not have been there yesterday have a vague idea of what you spoke about. Yes, well, certainly um, I was looking at verses um, 12 to 17 of Romans chapter 8, and the Bibles have sonship through the, the Spirit or heirs with Christ, uh, depending on uh, which uh, translation you're using, uh, and really looking at our position as children of God, adopted children uh, that um, will share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ uh, as we have reckoned our old sinful nature dead, um, we are alive in Christ. And, and so that our, by trusting in Jesus, uh, we have a position as uh, children of God. Uh, and the proof of our, um, of our Christianity, uh, of course, is the Holy Spirit living in us and the fruit of the Spirit being displayed, growing and maturing in us. Um, and just, you know, it takes time. Uh, and we, we can't um, expect to be fully matured uh, just after uh, coming to Christ. And, uh, but what a difference it makes. Uh, and then, of course, the promise that um, we have... Um, an inheritance with Christ Jesus, and that uh, as uh, as adopted children, which is what uh, I wanted to, to focus on in the uh, in the leftovers, uh, we have that promise that we inherit eternity. We we get to share in the glory mm. of Jesus Christ, which is just absolutely amazing. Okay, so yesterday you said that you're going to share about adoption today with your your experience of it within your family but before we get to your real experience of of that if you could have chosen to be adopted by someone who would have who who would that have been get my english right and why <laughs> um okay um well i've never i've never really been uh one that's chasing after money or anything like that. So, um, and I, I kind of found athletics um, and sports, you know, quite quite easy to come by. So I wouldn't have been uh, probably uh, a musician, Christian musician named Russ Taff. Uh, he was uh, um, uh, he was brought up in a black Pentecostal church, and so he's a white guy, uh, but uh, just had so much. 
soul feeling uh, in his songs and things like that. And one of the songs that he wrote when he was with the group, the Imperials, uh, Be Still My Soul, uh, Surrounded by the Cares of Life, Situations Rise, They Press Against My Soul, Desperate Thoughts Blocked Me In, It Feels Like I May Lose Control, um, but a voice from somewhere deep inside of me you know, brings comfort, fills my heart with courage, and lets me know that everything's going to be all right. And I hear him say, be still and know that he is God. Uh, and I think um, uh, that song is probably, um, through my Christian faith, been one that I've just cried out, used crying out, singing out to the Lord over and over. And so to have uh, had him as a, an adopted dad, you know, to be able to learn how to play an instrument or, you know, something like that, other than just having to rely on CD, you know, CD players, that's the only thing I can play. Uh, it would have been, uh, it would have been really cool. Good answer. Fair enough. What what would I? Who who would you choose? Yeah, I mean, I grew up with great parents, so and hypothetically, I really don't know. I have no idea. You yeah, know, I can't answer that. I haven't haven't had enough time to to dwell on that. Well. I don't think. Feel a bit, feel a bit mean to my dad or well, uh, <laughs> my mum and dad. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, seeing how uh, you know my parents were the adopters, you know, it's, mm, yeah. it's you know, and and having spoken to my sisters about being adopted and everything, uh, it's kind of hard, you know, because you kind of know what's what's happened with them and you know mm. what what they think about about the family and everything, and it's just like, yeah. But I'd still like to have learned how to play the guitar. Sure. Well, we we it's never too late. Never too um, late. You haven't seen my fingers trying to. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've seen worse. Um, so we we touched on started to touch on it a bit. You, you mentioned yesterday, like I've already said, you were going to touch on adoption more today. Um, this is a very common theme in a, in letters, isn't it? Our adoption into the kingdom. What's special about adoption from the scripture you shared yesterday? I think, um, you know, just uh, picking up uh, verses, um, you, know, four, you know, from 14. We'll get away from the, from the microphone. Where'd it go? <laughs> For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, and certainly um, Paul picks that up again in Ephesians 1, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert in uh, 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 adoption uh, law, but I, I, I looked it up in the U.K., uh, I, I looked at a few things in the States as well because that was, you know, what I, I thought I knew about adoption law and everything. What you thought you knew, that, uh, kind of, that, implies, <laughs> that implies it's yeah, changed. It's, it's, it could have changed since I, since I moved over here. Things do change, funny enough. Nothing stays the same, does it? Um, but the uh, adoption process, you know, you have to apply, you have to be interviewed, background checks. They even, uh, so if you were to... Uh, you and Elizabeth wanted to adopt, 
Uh, not only would they do background checks on you, but they would do background checks on us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because we would be uh, in the child's life as uh, as grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, so it's quite a process. And, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, you and Elizabeth deciding it would, you know, it'd be lots of, you know, the family members uh, agreeing to being checked on and things like that. Mm. Of course, uh, suitability. Uh, you know, are you suitable as parents? Are you, you are you suitable with the child that you're looking to uh, adopt? Um, but once you know that has come together, and uh, the you know the, you you get to adopt, you take the child home. I think you have to wait at least six months before you can apply for uh, an adoption court order. Uh, and when that is granted. Uh, <coughs> the adoption becomes permanent. So the adopted child has the same rights as if they were your own birth child, Uh, and especially when it comes to inheritance. Um, And um, the order also takes away uh, any parental responsibility from the child's birth parents and anyone else who has parental responsibility for the child. Um, And that... um, uh, of course, I, uh, I quoted from F.F. F. Bruce um, regarding the Roman adoption uh, in his commentary on the Book of Romans. He says, a son was deliberately chosen by his adoptive father to perpetuate his name and inherit his estate. He was no whit inferior in status to a son born in the ordinary course of nature and might well enjoy the father's affection more fully and reproduce the father's character more worthily. I mean, doesn't that sound like the scriptures we read and the great commission, you know, that we are to go and make disciples as we are disciples of Jesus. We are to then to go and perpetuate uh, his, you know, uh, his teaching and who he is uh, in others. Uh, and um, and so we, uh, uh, F.B. Meyer was saying, not only do we get the inheritance, you know, then, but we have access to the power and presence of God even now because we are his children. Uh, and so um, we, um, we have to really uh, reckon our old self dead, you know, and, um, and that, that old lifestyle and those old family characteristics and things like that, dead, because now we're adopted into a new family uh, and we are to take on um, the character of our, our adopted father. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to touch on that even before you came on to it. Um, we often say that at conversion, people change radically, which is true. It does happen. However, just like spending time with an earthly father makes you more like them. I mean, I noticed traits of my dad in me. Um, I'm sure you saw, you saw Johnny over the weekend. They were joking about all the traits that they saw in Johnny from you and Claire. Um, it's important to spend time in order to get those traits from the parent. Yeah. Um, and you, you won't get them if you if you don't spend time. I mean, there may be earthly and maybe something in the blood and DNA and all, all those all those things. But with our Heavenly Father, it's important to spend time in His Word, praying in conversation with Him to, to become more and more like Him, isn't it? It's yeah, not absolutely. just a one, one and done. No, no. Uh, and, uh, and just because uh, my sisters were adopted, um, you know, they... There are certain uh, genetics uh, that they were uh, um, they were passed down 
uh, and and you know they're always going to be a little bit shorter. They were going to have red hair. They were going to have fiery tempers and and things like that, just from genetics. However, uh, you know, is that um, is that that nurturing as well that uh, that we get from certainly as Christians from the Holy Spirit. You know, spending time in the in the Word and prayer, uh, and certainly there are things that we. Uh, will always have in us, and certainly uh, the 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 sin DNA. You know, mm. we're always yeah. going to uh, have a propensity to sin. However, the more like Christ we become, hopefully, we begin to sin less. Mm. Yeah, um, you've um, you've given me a theological word here, right? Um, what is emancipation, and how does that to relate to what we're talking about? Emancipation. Uh, if um, uh, if you know the actress uh, Drew Barrymore, I've when she her, was yeah. when she was fourteen, basically she divorced her mom. So it's not a theological word. It's not a theological me. word. No. Certainly in uh, uh, in the USA. Uh, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which was giving uh, slaves their freedom. So it's about it's it's, it's about freedom, really, uh, and 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 it and it is theological in that Thank we. Uh, I'll bring you back in. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that we can be emancipated from our. Uh, the devil uh, and, you know, uh, the, the, the father, you know, we are born into his kingdom. Uh, and certainly, um, you know, uh, certainly from a, from a human point of view, emancipation, Drew Barrymore, uh, funny enough, you can't just divorce your, your parents, um, especially if at the age of 14, you have to have your parents' permission to be able to emancipate yourself. And then it's a, it's a, it's a court order. Mm-hmm. The court has to decide whether uh, that individual is old enough. Now, when they turn 18, you can still, uh, div- quote, divorce your parents or become eman- uh, emancipated uh, from them and be adopted by someone else. Uh, and, but, and then you don't have to have um, your parental have parental consent um and i just i just see that uh a lot like we as as non-believers in the kingdom of darkness when uh christ comes and and reveals himself to us we choose to emancipate ourselves from the old sinful nature Mm -hmm. our old uh you know earthly father uh, to be adopted, this adoption that uh, that we we talked about in Ephesians, that you know Christ, you know God predestined us to this adoption, mm. uh, and that we want to then say, yes, I want to follow, I want to be part of God's big family, and not the devil's. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, so theologically speaking, emancipation is turning uh, from the kingdom of darkness and turning to the kingdom of light, uh, and walking in that, and the freedom, and all the um, the support, and 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 giftings, and blessings, and uh, and nurturings, and maturings, and uh, the list just goes on and on and on because we serve a great and mighty God. Mm. You've um, alluded to the fact over the past few minutes that you have adopted sisters. Mm -hmm. Have you spoken to them about their experience of being adopted? Um, Like there's, there's that kind of taboo subject of when do the adopted parents tell 
the the adopted kids right. that they're not related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're adopted, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Tracy and Stacy um, adopted uh, back in '68. Mom and Dad had been married for I think five or six years. No, no, no children. Uh, didn't believe they could have children, so they went through um, the adoption process. And they get a call in the middle of the night. Uh, we've got um, um, uh, some babies here. Are you willing to adopt them? Uh, evidently. They tried some others, but just thought twins would be too much. You know, they weren't expecting twins. They were only expecting one one child. Mm. Um, when they got um, when they got over, they were in um, they were in Nederland, Texas. That's just above Houston, Texas, and uh, they had to travel over to Louisiana to to, to pick up Tracy and Stacy. And when they get there, they find out that the doctors. Um, Aren't sure how long Stacy's going to make it. She, you know, she seemed to have uh, some deformities, some uh, abnormalities, and things. So they tried to convince mom and dad to just take Tracy. Wow. And uh, and mom and dad said, "No, this is a blessing from God. We thought, you know, we prayed for one uh, baby and we got two. Mm. Uh, and so they were happily, you know, a happy family of four. Uh, for four years, mm. uh, and then, oh, surprise, here's Dwayne. <laughs> and so um, there was always this um, this knowledge that they were adopted, uh, mm. always the knowledge that Stacy, you know, they were afraid Stacy was going to be deformed. So it was never, never hidden from, from them? No, 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 no. Um, Dad had heard stories of people who um, who walked in and said, Hi, I'm your biological parent, mm. uh, and just you know the the adopted child not knowing that they were adopted uh, and just messing them up. So yeah. Dad said that they didn't want that to happen to Tracy and Stacy, and so um, you know I always knew that um, you know that you know Dad uh, loved them more because he always said we chose you. Mm. You know, as adopted children, we chose you. I was the accident, uh, you know. Uh, and I got the hand-me-down, so, you know, I, we tried to make blue jeans look as manly as we could in the in the 70s, but uh, it, it didn't help that, you know, I could fit into them because I was so skinny and everything. They were, uh, they were fiery. They were stronger. They were older. They were quicker. Uh, and so I, you know, I would uh, I would use the... Uh, you're deformed, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, uh, then of course I would have to outrun them. But I learned to climb onto the roof of the house or climb trees really quickly to uh, to get away from uh, from them. But uh, it was for them because uh, sorry, getting uh, uh, yeah, moving away from <laughs> moving away from the sibling um, rivalry. Uh, certainly, for for them, uh, they um, they kind of question whether they, you know, whether they would ever uh, go and look for their birth mom. Uh, certainly dad said when they got to a certain age that he would give them the information that he had regarding her. Um, and so, so their experience was, do we, don't we, it would be nice, you know, do we have any other, you know, siblings or anything like that? And, you know, part of me was wishing, yeah, just go, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, but also part of me was like, what if they go 
they wouldn't be part of our family anymore. Mm-hmm. Or would they choose would they choose their birth family rather than their adopted family? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, finding out that you know they they you know had you know very similar uh, very similar uh, thoughts and feelings regarding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was uh, very interesting. Sorry, interesting uh, growing up. Uh, it's it's funny because. I would get to the next school, and uh, oh, you know, I, you, you know, you taught my, you taught my sister. Oh, who's your sister? Oh, you know, Stacy Elkins or Tracy Elkins. Oh, the twins. Yes. Oh, I see a family resemblance. And I would say they're adopted. <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you've um you've shared your experience, yeah, uh, and you watching them decide what they're going to do. How have you spoken to them about what they're experience was of that did they decide to look for their uh, um birth mother birth mum and dad or did they decide not to what was their their side of the story um they they kind of looked into it uh and they didn't get very far and then a couple of years ago um they took DNA s- samples and went on to uh, Ancestry.com or History.com or whatever. 23andMe, I think, is, is one of them as well or something like that. Okay. It doesn't and, matter. And they get, this, they get this email saying, who are you? Uh, you, you know, you're so close to, you know, our, you know, the DNA markers or, or however. I, I'm, I'm, I, again, I said I'm not uh, uh, an adoption expert. I didn't look into all this, but uh, nor am I a DNA expert. But certainly, um, they get this email about you know asking who you are. You're too close to my family for you to be anything other than blood related to me. Mm. Uh, and so, um, so Stacy wrote back and and said, "This is our story." And she went, "That's my sister." Wow. My sister had, wow, she didn't know. She had wow. never told her family that she had been pregnant and that she had given up the baby, babies, for adoption. Wow. And so, um, so their auntie asked, would you like to meet your mom? Wow. And so Stacey and Tracy talked about it and, you know, uh, and said, okay, we, we would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't hear anything else. Right. Uh, and Stacy finally got in touch with her auntie. Uh, and uh, she said, I'm sorry, she said no. Okay. And so, um, so the sting of rejection mm. that they had, um, I think um, really, especially from Stacy's point of view, uh, from watching Stacy, and you could I could kind of tell when that news came because all of a sudden she became very, very interested in mom, mm. her adopted mom, and so you know, asking them about it, they said the sting of rejection made them realize how awesome God is mm. to put them in a family that they did, that He did them to grow up and uh, and grow like um, you know mom and dad 
Amazing. You know, being part of our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that uh, is just, yeah, there, you know, there, I, I hated it for them because, you know, rejection is, is so hard. Mm. Uh, and yet, by being rejected, it just solidified their um, membership in the Elkins family. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's such a, a, it is a cool story, but yeah, I can understand the the emotion behind that and and how difficult that could have been for them um you mentioned your mum your mum sadly passed away this year yeah um and there's a saying apparently due to the notes you've given me (laughs) you can disinherit your natural born child but you cannot disinherit your adopted child what 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 is that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what I was always told. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, speaking to uh, to someone at church yesterday, they they said the same thing. Oh well, the cool thing is, you know, uh, as adopted children, they can never be, you know, disinherited. Uh, well, actually, you can. Now that I was always told, especially when I was, you know, calling my sister deformed and things like that. Well, yeah, well, you know, you can be disowned because you're a natural child. We're adopted. We were chosen. They can never disown us, you know, it's just like kind of rub it in. Like you can get kicked out of the family, but we can't. Yeah. Uh, but certainly I've, I've looked into it and there's no validity in that. Uh, but it is something that uh, has been said and used, you know, quite often. Uh, and certainly around uh, adopted children. Okay, uh, bringing it bring it back to the passage. Yep. Um, you you mentioned slightly in your summary we share in the in the inheritance of Christ. Mm. Now, this is so. This is such a curveball question. I realize that there are cults that say that we when we die we become godlike. We become. Uh, kings, kings and rulers of a planet. La di da. I can't remember if it's JWs or or Mormons. I can't. Don't quote me on this. Um, but where? What would you say to that in regards to we share in the inheritance of Christ? Because some could twist that to say, oh, we become equal, but we don't. We share in the inheritance. What would you? What would you yeah, say? We we're, we're sharing in uh, in in the inheritance. We're sons of God. Jesus is the Son. Uh, he is God, uh, and um, and so we get to share in uh, in the glory, uh, and um, you know, and, and we're you know, my understanding is that we will, uh, you know, if we're chosen to be uh, rulers of kingdoms uh, or cities or, or or whatever, I I I don't understand all of that. It's you know part of those those mysteries of God that He says these things, and uh, we don't we don't really know. Mm. Because we haven't been to to heaven, uh, heaven hasn't come down. The new Jer- Jerusalem hasn't come come down, so we don't know what exactly it's going to be like. So for us to say those kinds of things, we're reading into scripture something that's not there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we uh, we should be Christ-like. Mm. That is part of holiness, sanctification. That there's less and less of us and more and more of Him. Mm. Uh, but He will always be the Son of God. He will always be the Eternal One. Uh, and uh, and it is through him that we have what we have. Uh, we can never uh, overtake him or be more than he is. Mm. Amazing. Thank you, Dwayne. Um, before we shut out, is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything that you uh, may have jumped over in my kind of randomness in the skirting? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, certainly. Um, 
just looking at the uh, adoption aspect, certainly in Scripture, and just seeing how uh, it was God's plan from the very beginning. Uh, on Thursday, let's, this last Thursday, we've been studying the book of Hebrews. We were looking at chapter 11, the, the, the chapter of faith, the, the roll call of faith. And, uh, and I asked those in the group, you know, who's your favorite you know, person of faith? And people said, and I said, well, who's, who's the person on this list that surprises you the most? Uh, and one person said, the harlot Rahab. And, um, and, I, and I, think, uh, I think John was looking at the harlot Rahab on Wednesday in his cell group as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I just began, to, just began to think about this. You know, one, she's a Gentile. Two, she's a prostitute. Two no-nos for a Jew. Mm. And here she is in the roll call of faith, you know, the, the hall of faith. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you look at her story. Uh, she's in Jericho. Uh, the, the children of Israel uh, are, are coming. They've heard these stories that, uh, that God parted the Red Sea, uh, and uh, they walk through on gro- dry ground, and the Egyptians get, uh, get drowned, and that God has miraculously provided for them for 40 years, and now they can see them moving in. Hmm. And, um, and what does she do? She's heard these stories, and when the two spies come knocking on her door, she opens them up. She opens up and invites them in. Uh, and uh, not only that, um, you know, she protects them. Mm. Make sure that, uh, that, uh, that they're not turned in. And then says, save me. Mm. When, you, when you destroy Jericho, save me. That's the scarlet rope, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And they said, put this rope outside your window and everything else will be destroyed, but we will save you and anyone that's in your uh, in your house mm. at that time, and so uh, she goes on not only to uh, to be uh, a, a Jew, a Hebrew, but she's included in the lineage of Jesus Christ, our Messiah. So she was adopted into the Jewish uh, faith, and God honored her faith by allowing her to be a mm. descendant. Uh, I mean, um, that Jesus be a descendant of hers. She oh. Boaz's grandmother. Sounds right. Again, well, I'll I'll put the disclaimer on the screen if that's <laughs> if that's wrong. Um, but you know, just um, you know, I, I I touched on you know just the the, the character of uh, mom and dad, and um, and Stacey and Tracy and us. You know, uh, mom and dad always said you know respect, you know honor, obey your 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 parents, mm. uh, and uh, and. As mom was uh, was getting closer to death and Alzheimer's was uh, increasing, mom was struggling to know who her children were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stacy was with her one day, uh, and she was like, "And who are you? I'm not quite sure who you are." And she said, "Mom, I'm one of the twins. Remember, you and Dad uh, adopted two little girls. I'm one of those girls." Uh, and mom said, "Ah, oh, remember we did." We did have to help two little girls because they needed help. And Stacy said, yes, Mom. You helped me and Tracy when we needed you, and now I'm here when you need me. Mm. And I just thought, what a beautiful picture of being adopted and being, yeah. you know, just really taking on the family and the character uh, of the adopted parents. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, what we want to do as Christians, you know, is to be able to see the poor, the hungry, 
the hurting uh, and say, God, you helped me when I needed it. I'm going to help those mm. uh, that, that need it because of my faith and trust in you. Amazing. What, yeah, what a great image to close on. Um, join us next week. We pray that the sermon will be available next week. Um, if not, we, we do apologize. Uh, join us next Wednesday again for the leftovers. Uh, I've been saying we've we're not been promoting this enough. Um, Saturday, we are hearing from John Betts. We've been doing our summer Saturdays. You may have come to Open Doors, the film night, um, the worship night on the farm. This week, we're hearing from a pastor who has been in the ministry for over 50 years. So do come along, hear from him, and see what he is um, uh, looking forward to in the future. Thank you so much. God bless.